Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including the Lego Ninjago movie, which we'll be getting into today. I'm your host, Beatrice Murad, and today I'm joined by Michelle Onderer. Hello. So, Michelle, before we dive in, let's talk about the Lego <laughs> Ninjago movie's predecessors. Let's start on a positive Okay. Thing. Let's talk about its predecessors, the Lego movie and the Lego Batman movie. Have you seen them? I've seen the Lego movie. I've not seen the Batman movie. Okay. Did you like the Lego movie? Yeah, I thought it was better than I thought. Like, and just like, you know, seeing all the animation was really cool. And I love like, you know, how they're bringing in like actual human being characters into it. And like the dad and son interactions were really great, I thought. So yeah, I really, I that movie exceeded my expectations, which were probably pretty low to begin with since it came out when I was in college. But yeah, it was a fun time. Good, good. I'm glad. I've seen, I've seen the Lego movie. I've seen the Lego Batman movie. And I've loved both. I I agree with you that I had low expectations with the Lego movie, and I was very pleasantly surprised. And mm-hmm. the Batman movie was uh, this wonderful, like, everything I wanted from it, I got from it. I don't think it's oh, as great. good. I don't think it's as good as the Lego movie, but I enjoyed it for what it was, which was really nice. But... When you first heard that Lego was working on a film way back, what was your initial reaction? Um, I mean, I was like, why? <laughs> like, other than, like, wanting to sell toys, like, why? Yeah. I didn't, yeah, I don't think I really knew what to think about, except it was like, okay, this is going to exist. I really have no, I don't think till I saw the first trailers come out that I, like, had any interest at all in the franchise. In terms of movies, at least. Totally, totally. I mean, I mine was, like, I was very cynical when I heard the news. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. I was just like, oh, great, we're going to get a 90-minute commercial. This is what movies are now. <laughs> Why? So I was very happy when I actually saw it. When I actually saw it, I was like, oh, okay. You know what? Not bad. And, hey, it did its job. It could be a 90-minute commercial because... The sales of Lego of the Legos like went up like crazy after that movie. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh. So you know, I'm happy if it's a it's a if it's a commercial as long as it's like a really great movie as well. So mm-hmm. that was great. But um, we're going to get more in depth with in depth with the comparisons between these films because I truly think the best way to talk about the Lego Ninjago movie is by juxtaposing it with these films that came before it. Okay. But before we do that, let me just read a synopsis of the Lego Ninjago movie written by me because the synopsis on IMDb sucks. Oh. Real bad. Beyond the Call of Duty there. Good job, Beatrice. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm kind of cheating because this was like an assignment I had to do for a class. I had to write a movie. What? I had to write a movie review. I had to write a movie review for one of my classes. And I picked the animated movie out that weekend, the Lego Ninjago movie, because I knew that no one else was going to do it. Yeah, and, good for you. You know, animation, like, I adore it. So I was like, I'm going to do this one. And yeah, so this is what I wrote. So, the Lego Ninjago movie focuses on the life of Lloyd Garmadon, who lives in the city of Ninjago. His absent father, Lord Garmadon, constantly attacks the city in hopes to one day rule as its leader. City dwellers blame Lloyd for his father's invasions, which usually leave parts of the city in ruin. Unknown to them, Lloyd is one of six members of the Secret Ninja Force, a team of mecha-controlling ninjas who protect the city from Garmadon. 
I think that's a good sort of setup for people who have not seen this movie. And yeah. Yeah, so let's hope that's enough for the non-spoiler discussion, which we will be having for listeners who have not listened to these type of podcasts before. We are going to get into spoilers a little bit later on, but don't worry, we will let you know when that happens. So let's just get started with this movie. Uh, Michelle, did you like it? Uh, I don't I don't honestly know if I liked it. I don't know. I think I liked it more than I felt neutral about it. So, yeah, yeah, I think I did like it. Okay, okay. Well, at least one what of us. What about you? At least oh, one of you us. Not did. Like it were you were you negative? Like legit negative? Look. Um my review was funny. Because um, the feedback I got from my fellow classmates was that I was able to be constructive in a positive way. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's good. Yeah, that's a good you know, skill. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, I tore the movie apart, in other words. But <laughs> I did it with a smile. I did it with a Dang. smile and a hug, just being like, oh, why? Um, but, yeah, I did not like it. I just, look, like I said, <laughs> if... The movie is a 90-minute commercial, but it still manages to also be a great movie. I am 100% on board. But this was not it. This was just a straight-up 90-minute commercial. Yeah, it was... I was very confused by, like, the city being, like... Like, you could see that it was, like, kind of, like, a fusion of, like, East Asian culture, but, like, very ambiguous. But also they had, like, the you know, we've talked about how they always have, like, random pop songs for no reason. And this movie was no exception. And then, like, I don't know. I didn't really get to know the team on, like, a level, like, at all. Like, you get to know the main character, Lloyd, like, but, like, that's kind of it. And I was hoping they'd have more, like teamwork involved and have that be the center but no there's this whole like plot about him and his dad which is like fine i guess but i don't know i just it didn't go anywhere like deep enough for me to care a whole lot about what was happening save for like i guess when the dad was talking about the flashbacks with the mom but like yeah it did kind of feel a little superficial in a lot of ways totally totally okay well what did you think of the animation Oh my god, though, the animation's, like, the best part. Totally. Like, that that was the one thing that topped the Lego movie to me, because when that came out, I was like, wow, this is so cool! And I always loved how they, like, they adjusted the frame rates so that even though, like, it's not stop motion, it looks like stop motion, I thought that was really clever, because it just, like, works with Lego so well somehow. Yeah. And this was just, like, such a cool spectacle. Just, like, seeing all the different team members and their little, like, robot things fighting. And just, like, the scale of um, the Ninjago City was just, like, so impressive to me. So that was definitely, like, my favorite part. Just, like, the visual elements of the movie itself. Totally. I I was very surprised by how realistic things looked. Like, they mm-hmm. looked... Like, the plastic looked like plastic. Yeah, it looked like actual plastic. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, like, the water around the city looked beautiful. The nature, the, like, the naturistic scenery was Mm -hmm. really gorgeous. And I was, I thought it was going to clash with the Legos. I thought it wasn't going to work, but it worked. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so I really. They found a way. Yeah, they found a way. And I really appreciate it. But, um. But yeah, I I think that's 
to me, that is the, point. the only bright spot of this movie. <laughs> oh, man. This is going to be a roast. I did not know <laughs> I was walking into a roast. I'm also not surprised, though. I mean, okay. Well, okay. We'll get into that in a little bit more detail later. Okay, but let's keep focusing on at least the positive stuff. Okay. What did you think of the voice acting? I was, like, honestly pretty fine with it. Like, there wasn't anyone that really got on my nerves this time, which, like, is a miracle to me because usually, like, you know, like, if you have celebrities, like, I just, like, it gets in the way, like, so much, especially if they're not changing their voice at all. They just sound like themselves. It's like, what are you doing in this movie for kids? Go away. But, like, I didn't hate anyone in this movie at all i thought they were fine and like the fact that jackie chan was even like he came in to be like their master like it was like whatever okay like a movie like do your thing like i i don't hate it (laughs) okay it's fine well here's here's a question do you think Mm -hmm. that is because a lot of the people that voiced the characters aren't well-known names like i had no idea it was dave franco voicing lloyd until i saw his name yeah. You know, and no offense to the people on this list. Like, when I looked at who it was, I was like, oh, I know who these people are. But their voices aren't necessarily the most recognizable. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I, yeah. I was also fine with it. You know? I was, yeah. That could be a good point, though. It's not any, like, glaring celebrity. It's not, like, Chris Pratt or, like, Scarlett Johansson. Right, like, I think right. that would have been a little more, like, in the way of me trying to see them as actual characters. But, like, these guys were very much... Not that way, so... Yeah, I would agree. Like, the fact that they they weren't as obvious <laughs> was, like, super helpful in actually enjoying the story for for what it was, having said that. <laughs> okay, well, then that's a great segue into talking about the tone of the story. Because that is something I'm curious to think... I'm curious to know what your opinion is of just the tone. Um, I mean, it was, like, trying really hard to be funny at moments, but then also trying to be, like, um, like I guess, emotional at other moments. And I, like, don't know what to do with that, because I feel like if it stuck to, like, one tone or the other, it would have played off better. Like, that's what I liked about the original Lego movie. Like, it was very kind of, like, it, it, it didn't take itself too seriously. And that, like, made it work so well. And that's what made, like, the funny stuff really funny. Because, like, it knew its premise was, like, Legos. And, like, that was fine. This movie, I don't know if it had that kind of necessary cohesion. I think it was trying to do multiple things in terms of tone. And that was kind of to its detriment more than anything. What do you think, though? I mean, I... I the best way I could say it is that the tone was jarring. And I agree with mm-hmm. you that had it committed to be, cause I don't know, it, for some reason it was kind of, at times I didn't know if it was trying to be genuine or not. Yeah. You know? And I was just thinking like, yeah, the, the Lego movie was, was had a lot of self-awareness, but there was this kind of heart there. There was this yeah. genuine joy in Legos. Whereas here they weren't self-aware and yeah, and they kept making really stupid jokes sometimes too that like yeah. weren't quite wet landing for me, which made when they tried to be serious really hard for me to take seriously. Totally. Like you were saying, like it's hard. Like oh, this is is this supposed to be sad? I don't know. The rest of it was so like completely obviously trying to be funny. So do I take it seriously? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, yeah that was there was this kind of weird balance. Um, and I I can't help but think because you know all these. Just all these films are made from 
are made from are based on Legos. They're based on toys. <laughs> yeah. But this one in particular was actually it didn't come from nothing. Like you know, the right. first this one was actually based on a toy line. This is yeah. something a toy line that existed before this film. Whereas the Lego movie, you didn't have those characters before the movie came out. Mm-hmm. And with Batman, it was more like that was more of a play on the Batman character from the Lego movie that was so is that, successful. Is that why he got his own movie? Because yeah. people just loved him? That makes sense. Is Wildstyle in his movie at all, out of curiosity? His what? Is Wildstyle in his movie at all? Wildstyle? Yeah, the chick from the first one. Oh, no, was, no, like, she's, dating not, him? she's not. She's oh, not. Okay. It, th- that, his is purely... Uh, in it's the Batman world, like the Gotham, okay. it's purely in the DC world. So it's, I don't know, it has a bit more of like a restriction than say the Lego movie. Like you don't have him mm-hmm. talking to Har- uh, to Harrison Ford, to Han Solo. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but it was still very much like that. They just basically took his character from the Lego movie and were like, we're going to make a, a Batman movie with him. And it worked really well. But in this movie, in the Ninjago movie, it, it just, it really showed that there was just no substance. There was nothing, it wasn't, it wasn't that, that, uh, what's that word? It was very thin. The movie was very mm. thin because there was just, we're going to get into it in a little bit in the spoilers when I can go a little bit in more in depth, but there's just this lack of authenticity. There's just, it's very superficial and that's why it just fails for me that's such a good point though because like essentially what you're bringing up is that like so the first two lego movies were based kind of on like characters that they had to conceive of and so they probably had more like focused like personalities and a little more depth because they were coming out of like a crew that had to make them up and make them interesting whereas this was the first one based solely on an actual product that existed that they were clearly trying to market like a lot i guess like maybe there have been games for it too first i don't know i think but yeah yeah. that must be the big difference then like because they didn't really have to they didn't have to create these characters they already existed but that also meant they didn't develop them nearly as much as if they were like organically making new characters for a feature film so maybe that's like a big part of the problem maybe but then i think about batman and it's like here you have someone that existed before the movie came out and then it's like but that helped it because you had so much there you had Mm -hmm. such like a richness in the world and in his character and his backstory so it's just it's this very confusing film i don't know like there was just basically there's so many things that went wrong in it for me yeah that that it just it's hard to like say this is why right it's not even just one thing probably that's a good point right right okay so let's get into the spoiler territory guys (laughs) just go away run away if you don't want to know more exactly if you don't want to know more if you don't want to know exactly why we don't think this movie works that or at least i don't think this movie works then then go away and watch it watch it and then come back and listen to the rest because trust me it's gonna be fun so (laughs) we need to talk about hollywood's inability to deal with east asia oh my god orientalism in this movie because Jackie Chan is not Japanese. He's not. He's he's not Japanese. And ninjas are Japanese. Like, it's, uh, like ninjas are Japanese. So first opening scene of this movie, it opens up. And here is this little white boy 
walking into yeah. this like hideous, like ambiguously Asian antique store. And then yeah, what the what was that? And like how, how this old guy's like, oh, look at my ancient relic, a Lego. I'm like, yo. That is not fooling anyone. That was, like, one of the silliest things I saw in the movie was him being like, look at this old special Lego toy. <laughs> like, not just that, but he just conveniently also has the ninja version of the kid's Lego. Yeah, like, what? I oh, just man. don't understand. And it's just already from that first scene, I was just like, oh, God, why? Why are you doing this? Like, it's in the name. This should be the Japanese... Or, like, inspired thing. And then there you have Jackie Chan. Like, I understand you need a big name, and he's probably the biggest name in that cast. But no! Or at least, or at least make... Why Wu? Wu is not a Japanese last name. It's not. It's <laughs> yes. just... It's not. So, this, like, his... The actual Jackie Chan, the person's character's name is Mr. Liu, which is, again, not a Japanese last name. What are they doing? Like, this is not... Uh-huh. This just takes away from that authenticity it lacks. And it does it in the very first scene. Like, that is what introduces you to the story. And it's already, like, lacking. And mind you, like, the why is it that the the cast is, the voice cast is predominantly white? Or at least not white, but non-East Asian. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? And I actually looked up because I was curious. I was you were like, curious with breakdown. Okay. Yeah, I was curious of like, okay, why is this happening? Was there just no Asian, like East Asian people working in this movie? And the thing, one, it's a U.S. Denmark co-production, so already. Yeah, which is interesting. Is this their first partnership? I don't know if it's their first partnership, but. The thing is, you have two producers, two of the main producers, because two, okay, there's like a lot. There's like, what, five, I think five? Two of them are the directors from the first Lego movie. Mm-hmm. Then you have Roy Lee, who is this, Roy Lee, he is this Asian-American producer, and he's famous for producing like those remakes of Japanese horror films. So The Ring, The Grudge, all that. Oh, okay, interesting. Right? And then another producer is Dan Lin, who's uh, also Asian-American, and he's produced all the Lego movies so far. So he's produced oh. Lego movie. I think he produced the Batman movie as well. So he's produced, he's in this Lego's chain. He's in it. He's in it. So then I can't help but wonder, okay, here you have these people, these people that have positions of power. And these are Asian American people. They have the potential to actually put in Asian American talent, do yeah. this properly. They should be, they should know the impact of having lazy uh, uh, representation and yet the entire the, the entire group of writers, both the ones who worked on the story and the actual script, are all not Asian. Yeah, it is a, it is a very reoccurring problem, but it doesn't make it any better, especially when you put it in this very ambiguous <laughs> like city. It's just like it's just not good. It's just not okay. You know, like I'm all for like for instance in in Big Hero 6, right? They had mm-hmm. the like San Francisco Tokyo or whatever whatever the name was and it was a yeah. clear mix of Tokyo and San Francisco but it was it was it was there and it is not the first time Blade Runner did that kind of thing where they mixed these kind of like I don't know if it was I think it was more of a Hong Kong inspired mashup between Los Angeles and Hong Kong I think wasn't Blade Runner mm-hmm. but it's it's not nothing new but the fact that it was so ambiguous it was, and I don't I just could not stand the blatant orientalism and even then, there's no excuse because it just doesn't make sense. I'm like, okay, here are these producers. They should know better. What are you doing? What are you doing? 
I wish we could ask them face to face. So much. I wish so much. And maybe it was because I was like, okay, this is a film that, like, this is something that's inspired by Japanese culture. So when the whole, like, ultimate weapon thing started happening, I felt so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Because here you have the, the supposedly, like, the blonde-eyed, like, light-eyed boy using a weapon of mass destruction. On the Japanese, like the Japan, Japan inspired city. And I'm just thinking, this is not good. Like, this is like the guy that's named Lloyd. Like, I'm just like, no, this is not. I was in the beginning when they first introduced them, I was like, oh my God, are they going to like subvert this whole thing and actually call out people that do this type of thing? And, and, and (laughs) don't forget that, you know, the history with weapons of mass destruction in Japan. Like, are they not going to put the two and two together? And they yeah. don't. They just like, oh god! I don't care if it's a cat. I just, I just did not feel comfortable doing it. And this is from someone who just has basic access to like Wikipedia, and and you know, like this is what they do. This is what you come up with. Are you kidding me? I don't know. That just really bothered me. But tell me, what do you think? <laughs> I like, so, like, do you think they were trying to make it more Japanese-focused? Like, was that the main cultural influence they're drawing from, just, like, based off of the mechas and the ninjas? Because so- uh, it didn't feel super, like, Japanese-esque, like, in general. Like, it seems like they were, like, cherry-picking, like, very superficial aesthetic choices to, you know. That's the thing I had the biggest problem with. It's, like, none of this feels, like, particular to one culture. It just feels like a hodgepodge of, like, an Asian quotation mark aesthetic. It's, like, why do that? If you want to make it, like, like, you're saying with Big Hero 6, like, if it was a combination of, like, San Francisco... And Tokyo, those are two very specific places, and that hodgepodge sounds really interesting. I actually haven't seen Big Hero 6 yet, so I can't judge that movie myself. But this was just, like, without any particular markers of a specific culture, and, like, that's what really just, like, bugged me. It's like, why why not? Like, it'd be more fun to be more specific. Then you could, like, you know, point to things that people might not normally know about that would be really cool in this, like, whatever this place is in Ninjago. <laughs> wherever that exists but like it just felt so superficial and it it didn't feel like it it really tried like you know and that it was really disappointing because like i i always hope we've gotten to a place with like whitewashing and like you know like hollywood does not have a good rep especially in the past like couple decades for doing stuff and pulling stuff like this and you think like in 2017 like they'd be a little more conscious of this coming up like especially like for a kid's movie, like, I don't know, but, yeah, 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 like, for me, it's more, like, animation is so dependent on the small details, mm-hmm. if, if if it's not authentic, like, it, you will know, you will know automatically if they, if they don't know what they're representing, you know, more than, yeah. you know, maybe you can get away with it with live action, maybe, but in animation, it's just so clear. Because especially when you're creating a, the, like, you're creating a world. From mm-hmm. Whenever you're creating a world, whether it's in books and whatever, that creation, if you don't know what you're creating, or at least if you can clearly, if you're, like, kind of diluting what inspires this creation, it is very apparent. Yeah, and it's not seen as a creative artistic choice. It's just seen as lazy. And that's, like, yeah. what this felt like. It just felt really lazy. And totally. it's not cool. 
Totally. Like, I will say there are certain things that were very, like, deep cut kind of calls to pop cultural pop Japanese culture yeah that's the thing though it was like he was trying to be a karate kid movie which is already like so problematic and not like a legit representation either but then making it about Legos and making it even more ambiguous than that it's just like based on these very specific like aesthetic ideas of a culture than like what a culture actually would be represented as and it's like just uh, it's just not good yeah, yeah, it's totally like, for instance, like Meowthra, I was like, okay, that is, I, I, at least I read it as, okay, that's a pun of Mothra, that, that, like, you know, that thing that Godzilla fights. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, in the mechas and, 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 you know, the giant monster that destroys the yeah. city, I thought, okay, this is a callback to popular Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. But then for them to not get the basic stuff, like, just tells you that they yeah. only can – basically, that they're weebs, basically. Yeah. They're just weebs. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. They're weebs. So, that's – for me, that was what one of the things that bothered me. But let's talk about these characters. Is there anyone that you think stood out to you? Is there anyone you, anyone you want to particular, particularly talk about? Um, or some things that you consider a negative from the movie because of the characters? I didn't feel like I got to know the team well at all, um, which I considered kind of a bummer. I honestly, I feel like my favorite character is probably Coco, the mom. Yeah. And like, I don't know, she didn't even have that much time to do stuff, but like, I just, I loved her backstory of being like a badass ninja and like, you know, like deciding to come to the city and to take her son on because she like wanted to have a different life and like I don't know and then just like being a normal person even though she has this like amazing backstory as being like a super cool ninja I don't know like that was interesting to me but like this movie doesn't really have a lot of depth to any of the characters except for arguably like Lord Amadon and like maybe Lloyd I don't know if he has a lot of depth but like we spend, we sure spend a lot of time focusing on him and his plight with his family drama. So I don't know. I think Coco is probably my favorite character. I I didn't even realize she was my favorite character until you told me because <laughs> because she is. She's probably the character that speaks the most to me because the only two characters in this movie are Lloyd and Lord Garmadon. Like those Pretty are the much, only two yeah. characters. Nobody like, else is really a character. They're just yeah. there. Maybe Master Room. Maybe, but everybody maybe. else. I just don't. Yeah. I just do not like when people present us of why a large cast and knowingly ignore the majority of that cast. Yeah. I yeah. don't like that. I don't like character mismanagement because for me, that's just not just lazy writing, but just bad writing. Because for me, I'm just like, if you're not going to, if you're going to introduce these characters, make us care about these characters. Don't just mm-hmm. introduce us to a bunch of characters and then only focus on one. I just could not forgive this film for giving us this team of characters and just being like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna show you these characters. We're gonna focus on the most bland, boring, yeah. derivative of so many other characters, character of them all. And it's just like, I, if I wanted to watch a fa- the, if I, if I wanted to see the father-son dynamic that we see in this movie, I would have just seen Star Wars. I just would have. <laughs> 
Like I just it, that it does it better. It gives me more of it gives me more satis- it gives me more satisfaction seeing it as a viewer. Like this is this does nothing to the father-son dynamics that have just been so overly explored in film in general. I just could not I just could not stand the characters they decided to focus on and even then when they do fo- the ones that they do focus on they don't say anything interesting. Yeah, I mean that's a really good point and honestly just from like a marketing standpoint if the point was to sell like how like how different all these team members are like you don't want to buy them. Like you'd probably just want to buy like Lloyd and his dad cuz they're the only ones you really interact with the whole movie. Like what's the motivation for kids to want to buy the rest of the crew? They seem so boring. There's nothing interesting going on about them and I'd assume like they would want to give them more of a personality, more of a focus if they want to sell all of them, you know, to people. Instead of focusing on this, like, you're right, like, this, the father-son, like, (laughs) dynamic is so overdone. We don't need that. And, like, it was very predictable. I wasn't surprised by it. I I never had a moment, I was like, OMG, I can't believe Lork Amradon, like, is gonna leave his son in the temple, even though they got along when they were, like, making that weird helicopter thing. Oh, man, what's gonna happen? Like, I didn't care. I knew it was gonna be (laughs) fine. There were no real stakes in this movie for them at all. So I wish they'd put the focus into like the team more because there's so many people there. Yeah, yeah. And do you think Lord Garmadon is sympathetic at all? <sighs> no, I mean, he was kind of gone from his son's life like forever. He like accidentally butt dialed him. Like he doesn't really have. And then he just like realized like, oh, maybe it's kind of fun to do dad stuff. It's like, wow, you really suck. So, like, and then the fact that he didn't get put in jail at the end of the movie and he could just have a normal life. I was like, what? He's been terrorizing this town for years. Just gonna let him walk around free because he changed his mind? Like, how can you trust him? Yeah, yeah, I just, I, and this is the the fan fiction muscle in me. I just wish they could have done I just wish they could have done a a film where they show the absentee father and the son obsessed with the father. And then the son, through a series of events, realizing that... He's like an awful person. Not just that he's an awful person, but, oh, hey, my mom was essentially two people. Like, two parents. And that's amazing. Yeah. And that is amazing. Like, Mm -hmm. make it a father, a a son-mother relationship. Emphasize that. Suddenly you're subverting the very story, the very predictableness of the story. That would have been way more awesome. I'm just saying they need to hire me. All I'm saying. Coco was the most interesting character anyway, and the movie wasn't even trying for that. So if she had been, like, way more of an element to the story and being, like, the reverse of what we expected, that would have been so satisfying. So satisfying. And let's talk about the commercialism in in this movie. Let's talk about how... Because you said it, they don't, the, it's kind, it kind of backfires. This movie, instead of focusing on these characters that are essentially the toys that people are going to buy, it doesn't. And yet, despite that, the action sequences are so boring because all they do is show off the toys. Like, they don't show off these cool mechas, they show off the toy versions of these mechas. Yeah. It's like, this is the problem because I think toys sell best when you feel so invested in a world being built like 
interesting enough for you to care and believe in and characters that resonate with you that you want to own their merch you know but when you when you reverse it it's much much harder i feel i feel like the my little pony friendship based magic franchise is like the only real franchise in recent memory that has like been able to do that like exceedingly well um but this is not a good example of that if you have a toy brand lined up and you want me people buy more and then you just like don't invest in building up the characters of the world and you just show off like this is what the toy can do isn't it cool oh look at this action sequence but you could like do that if you built it yourself with this cool box set it's just like it's not it's not gonna be interesting and it's not gonna it's not i imagine gonna make people buy it for like lasting reasons right right and let's let's put the two together let's compare them let's compare the lego movie with the lego ninjago movie because it was so stark to me the lego movie it it relished in the creativity and the imagination of 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 a child playing with legos Mm -hmm. you didn't it didn't limit the legos to what they can actually do in real life it showed us this like magical world and these crazy things these legos could do and yet by interlacing it with these, with this kid playing it, playing Legos with his father and whatnot, it shows you the power of imagination, the power of creativity. Yet with Ninjago, we get this weird kind of interpretation where they're like, oh no, 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 we are only going to show you what these Legos can actually do when you yeah. play with them. Not yeah. the imagination, not the, the amazing things you can do with animation, no, no creativity involved. All we're going to show you is, ooh, look, this mecha, if you push this button, it shoots this thingy. Isn't that cool? And it's like, I don't need to be reminded that this is a commercial. I don't. Why are they doing this? And and it's so odd because the film tries to do the Lego movie equation. Like, I feel like the only reason they had a lot, like, live action scenes was because the Lego movie had live action scenes. Yeah, and like the laser pointer. What was it in the first, was it like glue? Was that like the secret? Which is like great because that's like such a mundane thing, but seeing how that could like, can like totally like in the Lego universe be such a big deal. But like they don't really do much with the cat here. Like I, I can see how that's a cool concept, but then they just like got rid of the cat and it was fine. It wasn't a problem anymore. So, yeah. yeah. And, and not just that, but it's, it, the cat, I feel, hurt the movie, or hurt the strongest part of the movie. Because animation in this movie looks so great until the cat came in. Because once the cat <laughs> was there, no, seriously, once the cat yeah. was there and you saw something that was actual, real, like, actually real, you're like, oh, wait, animation isn't there yet. It isn't as lifelike as we like to think it is. When you're immersed in that world and you only see that style, then it's like, oh, wow, it looks so lifelike. But yet, when you actually throw something life, actual something real in there, it's like actually it's not there yet, not there. So I just and can we can we talk about those like crazy montages whenever they talked about the cat and the and the what ultimate weapons? What was up with that? I don't know. It just it gave like, me a headache. I didn't understand it. It just did not seem like a good creative choice to me. What was it trying to say? Like, what kind of tone was that setting? Like, we talked last time about, like, you know how Captain Underpants as a movie used a lot of different animation styles and, like, incorporated them in a way that I thought was really interesting and actually helped tell the story, like, in a funny, interesting way. But this, like, just felt really jarring. 
Yeah. And I didn't, it just, it, and it happened more than once. And even after the first time, I was like, oh boy, okay, I don't need to see that again. But and that's, <laughs> yeah, and then we got it a lot. But it, something that's crazy is that these, it's like, I don't know, it reminded me of some meme centric YouTube channel that maybe young boys are watching. So they're like, ooh, we want to get into that demographic. Like, but that's like, what that reminded me. Logical reason, though, which is why it like felt like it came out of literally nowhere. I agree. I agree. I feel like yeah. I'm trying to find logic in their decision to put it in there. <laughs> I don't know if that's the quest that can have a satisfying answer, though, Beatrice. I mean, that, that is true. And let's talk about that last scene. Because... What is Jackie Chan training him in? Like, they don't say. I don't know. That's so... It's too vague. Yeah. It's like the point isn't that it's happening. It's that everything's fine and isn't it great in the movies. And it's just so bad. It just doesn't have any stakes or try to say anything at all. It is a commercial. <laughs> and, and you know, the, the, it always reminds me of this 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 interview with, with Jackie Chan that he had on Ellen. Where he says, he, it was like years ago, and he said how he doesn't like people think, like, Ellen was saying like, oh, but you're more than just Jackie Chan and waving her hands like, like, like a martial arts type of thing. She's like, no, you're, you're also a producer. You do all this stuff in China that's really Uh cool. Okay. And then, and then he goes, I'm paraphrasing, I'm paraphrasing. People can look up the video, but he says that he doesn't like it when people associate him with martial arts Jackie Chan. Because he's so much more. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. well, then, Jackie, like, then why are you doing this? <laughs> why are you doing the Ninjago movie, Jackie? Like, the, the reason people think about you this way is because you are actively making these choices. And it's like, it's not helping you. Like, this is I, not what you want. So. I don't want to be too harsh on Jackie, though. Like, we don't know his life. Like, maybe he <laughs> just needed that money. Who knows? Maybe his kids love Ninjago so much that they talked him into, like, being in this franchise who knows but like yeah it is really baffling (laughs) look i mean i like beyonce just released a a song a reggaeton song just a couple like a couple days ago simply because blue ivy loved the original spanish version so i understand like i understand doing something for your kids Mm -hmm. i get it but at the same time i'm just like jackie like then why (laughs) say that on ellen why say that on ellen okay so i have one final question for you Okay. Because this is something that happened in the movie, and it just, that was, that was it for me. I was just like, I'm done. I'm oh like, boy. wiping my hands and going away. What is the message of this movie for you? Like, you saw it. What is the message of it? Oh, man. Because um, they say it. They say it. Well, I guess, like, the point of Lloyd's journey was to, like, oh, it's so stupid, though, to, like, believe in himself and find his own inner true power through, like, peace. But, like, the actual movie was basically, like, isn't it great to have a nuclear family even if your dad's, like, the worst because, like, you couldn't be happy enough with your cool mom and I guess it's good to have friends even if they don't really matter and they don't do anything and toys are great. I guess that's, yeah. (laughs) There's, like, the message they want you to get out of it. And then there's, like, the actual message that is absolutely, like, in your face anyway. Okay, yes, completely. They they say, Mr. Wu says at the end, see, like, he, paraphrasing again, but he essentially says, see, Lloyd, even the most ordinary person can be a hero. 
This is what? what he says. Right? He says that. No, says, that's not what the movie was about. I know. I know. He I didn't realize that. that was the message because it didn't he, reflect the movie at all. He verbally says, see, Lloyd, like, even you can be this, can be a hero. And it's just, it's so mind-numbing to me because here's Lloyd, the thing. Yeah, Lloyd isn't shown as sucking. He's, like, pretty good at doing stuff. He's, like, pretty capable. In in the words of, and this is again, I'm essentially like taking things out of the review I wrote. In the words of the Lego movie, Lloyd <laughs> is the special. Lloyd is the special. Yeah, he is the he, special. Uh, and in this movie, oh has, the, has the audacity, has the audacity to tell us, see Lloyd, you or nobody can be somebody. And it's just like, what is this? It's like telling Luke Skywalker... You know what, Luke? Anyone could do what you do. You know what, Harry Potter? It doesn't matter that you have a scar on your face. You're not that great. And it just goes against everything that is visually shown to us in this movie. He's the leader of the Ninjago Force. He's, he's, he's son he's, of the, like, ultimate bad guy. He's never gonna be normal. Exactly. He's already shown to us as anything but normal. And yet, the movie's point is, anyone can be a hero. Like, what is that? What? Is that? And it like it did not feel like the movie was even honestly about him being a hero. It was about him reconciling with the dad. It was not about him saving the day. Basically. Like, uh, and like honestly, that was like probably my biggest hangup with the first Lego movie because like it's like they almost touched on this and then just like decided not to because it would have been too cool to do it. But like you know when Wildstyle confronts what's his face and I remember his real name, but like the guy who becomes the special and she's like I don't understand why you're the special. I'm like so much better than you. I want this. Why do you get it? You kind of suck. And I'm like yeah, she is way more capable. She like literally called you out. Why do you get to be the special? And there's no reason for that. And they just make us believe it because he's a dude. And that's at the end of the day, that's like the reason. And this was like had even less to go on because like he's not average. Like at least that dude really was average. But like this guy, he's already like doing pretty great for himself. He's on the secret high school ninja team. He's not, he's not a nobody. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I, I mean, for me, in the Lego movie, I thought the, the point of that, that conversation was, it was calling it out and it was making fun of it. Like, they were aware of the ludicrousy and the, and the, and the cliche of it. But what's the point of that? They're gonna go ahead and do the same thing anyway. Like, I, that feels, even more obnoxious to me. Wait, but wait, wasn't the special, the actually the brick, it wasn't actually him? But, like, he was set up to be, like, the protagonist and the one that they needed to, like, resolve it. Okay, well, I thought they subverted that, but it's fine. It's not, it doesn't I will matter. have to rewatch, but, like, I remember having very strong feelings about that because it felt like they were actually, like, they were self-aware enough to know that this was, like, kind of a stupid thing that happens a lot in movies. Like, right, you know, right. if you have, like, the chick who's kind of your sidekick, but she's, like, way more capable than you, but then you surpass her to prove that you're actually the coolest guy ever. But, like, I wish I wish it ended up differently, but, like, maybe Hollywood Lego movies are not ready to, like, go there yet. But, mm. yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Clearly, based on Ninjago, they're not ready. Oh, yeah. They're, I mean, they're not. I am glad the one chick on the team, like, wasn't his love interest. She just kind of existed in the background with all of his other friends. 
kind of equally. See, if they had actually bothered, but here's the question. If they had actually developed those characters, would she have been the love interest? Oh, that's the thing. Like, maybe. Yeah. You know, were they just going to disappoint us even more had they given us what we have told them we wanted? Where they were just like, nope, we want you to hate this movie. So we're going to, we're going to mess it up in every way possible. I don't know. But, I don't know. Um, okay, well, after this, I feel bad. After this conversation, I feel like I've turned you. And <laughs> I was never in love with this movie. I know. But listeners but, can go back to the beginning for proof of that. You know, you did say you liked it, so I feel bad now. I'm like, oh, no. Like, I don't want you like to not like it anymore. It's I didn't hate it. I honestly think it takes, like, a lot of being upset with the movie for what it's doing to hate, but there's, like, so little here, it's really hard to hate it. So right, the most right. I would ever feel is neutral, but just solely based on the animation, I think, like, I still kind of like it. I would never purchase this movie. I would never own it willingly in my apartment, but I don't hate it. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Again, I don't, like... Just to give you guys a little insight into my life, I had to watch any movie in the theater to review for my assignment. I watched this one and I was like, you know what? I don't really care that much about this movie. I'm going to watch enough. I'm going to watch Kingsman. Watched it. Again, same feeling of, of not caring. So I went and watched Battle of the Sexes. Let me tell you, like, oh. I, I, and I, again, it was a movie that was like, eh, it's fine. I am not kidding. This movie, it was when I was writing it that I was like, oh, there's actually a lot in here that I can unpack. So the feelings you're going to get from this movie are just essentially not caring because there's nothing to care about. But I think you did bring up a lot of really good points. And it's I, I think it is a sign of a successful argument to convince somebody, say if I had been like very far on the happy spectrum with this movie, that I actually shouldn't like it for all these reasons. Like, I think that's fine. There's nothing wrong with convincing people because you have good evidence and good points. I'm, so. just, saying, I'm just saying <laughs> that if you don't actively engage with the movie... Yeah, it flies by pretty quick and you won't, your brain will be fine. Exactly, that's what I'm (laughs) saying. Like, this is me having, forcing myself to actively engage with it. Yeah. That's what came out of this. So, um, just so everyone knows, it's not that I hate the movie, I just really don't care. And I was just unimpressed. But, yeah, (laughs) anything else you want to, you want to tell, anything else, any comments that you want to say about the Lego Ninjago movie before we finish off? Why do they pronounce it Ninjago instead of Ninjago? That really, I was not expecting that. <laughs> I was so confused. They could have been like the Ninjago Force. I don't Cause know. That sounds more like, I don't know, like weird kid anime-esque for some reason. Yeah, Just like having the word go in it. But like Ninjago, I don't know. That like that kind of reminds me of like the Power Rangers in a way. Like the Mighty Morphin, you know, the Ninjago. Yeah. That, that could have... I could have been like, oh, I see what you're doing. You're making a call back to those type of things. But no, they didn't do that. They they didn't do that. All right. So that's it for this podcast. Find out all the info on this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com. Support us via Patreon at Patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Thanks to all our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Lily, a.k.a. Panda Lily. And Ooh. thanks as always... To, oh, I need water. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, it's almost been an hour. I don't blame uh, and thanks as always to our Patreon executive producers, John, Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Andy. 
Michelle, where can people find you outside of the podcast? <clears throat> you can find me on YouTube and Tumblr under the username Purview Productions and on Twitter under Purview Pro if you're curious about things. Awesome, awesome. And if you want to add a face to my lovely voice, you can find me on YouTube at the Be Real Movie Channel. Warning. Okay. Question, button. question. I tried to find it and I couldn't. Oh, right. okay. How do you spell Be Real? Okay, B, like the letter, the letter B, okay. dash... Oh, there's a dash. Okay. But you don't have to put the dash in. You, oh. You can put real as in R-E-E-L. Oh. Not like real as in like real life, but real as in like the be real of a film. Yeah. No. Oh, I think I found you. Oh, God. All right. So okay, do me a favor. <laughs> to anyone who decides to check check out the channel, watch the first four. Watch the like the latest like 20 like 20 videos don't watch the first 40 they're trash like i had to make them I had <laughs> don't to make watch them. the first 40 they're trash look i had Whoa. to make them to get better so that's how i haven't deleted them but they're not great you can like the true quality of my like editing and camera skills and whatever and presenting myself properly on in front of a camera are in like the the latest videos that you see so, yeah. Warning, my face. Thank you for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.